All right, welcome to episode six. I'm here today again, once again, with Mr. Pranay Sinha. Uh, we have week one fast approaching. So today we're going to be getting you guys ready, talking about some start sit candidates, uh, potential defense streamers, and going over a few general guidelines for how to approach week one. Uh, Pranay, you want to pass us our first start sit candidate? Yeah, so our first candidate on board is Rashad Bateman, week one. Now, I think he's an interesting one. He's playing against the Jets, which I think is especially interesting. I think what you might see even is Rashad Bateman lining up against Sauce Gardner, which would be a very interesting matchup week one. Very good test for Sauce to see his week one NFL debut, whether he can get a touchdown scored on him, and to see Rashad Bateman, whether he can actually be that number one receiver. Now, I think what's interesting is that you have, on average, an 8.6 target per game difference in Hollywood Brown leading right now, leaving right now to the Arizona Cardinals. So I really think that a good majority of those targets, at least early on, are going to go to Rashad Bateman. And I think, you know, Mark Andrews may get four of those targets, or excuse me, three or four of those targets. Rashad Bateman may get three or four of those targets. And then you may see Isaiah likely even get one or two of those targets early on, given that he's been an absolute stud in the preseason. Um, so I personally think Rashad Bateman's a very good start candidate for week one. Although if anybody's particularly high on sauce Gardner and doesn't think anybody can truly score a touchdown on him, even in the league, maybe avoid. Um, I think that, I think that in the long run, over the course of the season, I think Bateman has some obstacles to overcome despite the loss of Marquise Brown. Um, first of all, Lamar likes, prefers to target the slot more than his Deeper receiver sometimes. Uh, James Proche in, deep, in very deep leagues could be worth a, like could be worth a look. He's supposed to be the uh, slot receiver, slot guy for the Ravens as of now. Um, that being said, I'm going to go start on Rashad Bateman as well for one very very interesting reason that I kind of noticed uh, that I kind that I kind of noticed over the past few years. So they lost last year in Week One. However. Before, like in this, for every single week one, before from like 2017 until like 2020, they've won their games by like 20, like at very minimum 20 to 30 points. In week one, 2020, they won 38 to 6 over the Browns. 2019, they beat the Dolphins 59 to 10. Uh, 2018, they beat the Bills 47 to 3. Uh, I think 2017 was a 20 to 0. Yeah, they went 20 to 0. So, like, I, for some reason, the Ravens in week one have been just insane lately. Um, and they're playing the Jets again, so that feels like it could be another one of those scenarios. So, start Rashad Bateman this week. I just pray to God that this is one of those scenarios again. Pray Lamar throws five touchdowns again. Just go for it. See, at I'm least for this week. That. At least in terms of your first That's point. weird logic. At least in terms of your first point, I want to I maybe caution the fact that Lamar doesn't favor his X receivers. I think it's just because he's never had an X receiver to throw. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. He just... The only receiver he's ever had, Marquise Brown. The only tight end he's ever had, Mark Andrews. They're not playing on the outside. So I think, you know, once you give him the opportunity to have an X receiver to throw to and challenge his ability to throw deep, I think he can maybe prove himself. And I think that that could be a potential jump that he needs to make to become that passing quarterback. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, you also you brought up an interesting point about Sauce Gardner. Uh, and that can definitely be a concern because Sauce, I I like him a lot. I think he looks legit. He's a stud. He's a stud. 
Um, it is his first game, though, in the NFL. Um, barring a from preseason, you haven't seen him like truly serve as a shutdown corner thus far. So him, the chances of him following Rashad Bateman strictly in this game, unless the, I mean, obviously the Jets know more than I do. Um, usually, generally, the rule is like there's only a handful of cornerbacks that serve as true shutdown cornerbacks, and that will follow guys a team's number one receiver all over the field. Uh, I'm not saying that Sauce can't get there, but as of now, it doesn't look like he will be. I mean, I'm assuming that for his first NFL start, I'm assuming that he won't be um, performing that. Bateman looks super talented, so yeah, I'm going I'm to give Bateman the uh, go-ahead for the week one. Start him. Awesome, awesome. So, Brett, do you want to take over with our next candidate? Uh, Yeah, sure. How about let's talk about Miles Sanders. I, um, I'm... I'm for the over the course, he's another guy. Over the course of the season, very very cautious on him. Uh, they have a very very messy backfield out in Philadelphia, but for Week One, he looks like he's healthy. He's going. The Detroit Lions have struggled to defend the run over the past couple of years, especially last year. Um, so I think you give him. I think you give him the start for Week One, and then I think after Week One, it could be assuming he does his thing in Week One. That could be a good time to uh, potentially sell him on him. No, absolutely, definitely, definitely in agreement with that one. Um. Yeah, re- really got no other words for that. Yeah, he's um. So he's he's a little like I I really do not like I don't trust that backfield, especially since they added Trey Sermon. I think Sermon could very well into like just makes that backfield even murkier than it already was. Um. So Sanders over the course of the year can be difficult to trust, but at least for right now, for Week One. I think I like the Lions a lot this year. I actually think they're going to be a good team. I think this could be more of a shootout than um, anticipated. You but, think that's some hard knocks um, bias or what? What's up? You think that's some hard knocks bias or what? What do you mean? Lions been featured on hard knocks. I, I don't care about hard knocks. I really <laughs> don't care. I don't care about hard knocks. Uh, I just I actually haven't been watching hard knocks. I just um, no, they made the right moves this past offseason. Watching hard knocks once the once Are the you? Cardinals come on now. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, that's uh, that's not a bad idea either. Um, but yeah, I'm um, I think the Lions will be pretty. They made the right moves this offseason, so we'll see what happens. But the Eagles kind of play right into like their not best scenario because they can run the Eagles know how to run the ball at the very least. They have a very good offensive line. Start Miles Sanders, we won. Yeah, no, absolutely. I really think, you know, people are low on him in general. They, generally, they're low on him because he tends to be hurt. Um, I personally think that week one, he has no concerns with injury right now, so they'll just feed him the volume. They'll try to keep Jalen Hurts healthy on his feet, at least from the start, until he has to really use them. So I think that's why they brought in A.J. Brown in the first place. So I think that you'll see a good amount of production from from Miles Sanders week one, um, but maybe in the long run, it's it's a risky gamble. But no matter what, yeah. week one, I think it's our Miles Sanders. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you also, you brought up A.J. Brown. What do you think about him? Is he, uh, so generally, I think generally for like start sits, you say start your stars. A.J. Brown should be um, in that conversation for sure. But do, would you have any, um, any uh, potential for uh, sitting A.J. Brown or is he just in that start your stars category? Yeah, I think start your starters. I never like to make the decision to not start him because it's just heartbreaking when he happens to put up 25, 30 points. <laughs> yeah, in that absolutely. Spot. So, you know, and then when you happen to play him, he'll put up the 12-point performance and you're like, okay, well, what did I just do? So 
always start your starters. You know, I, I think it's hands stars. Yeah. Even AJ Brown, he could be an absolute stud with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts and him yeah. apparently have a pretty good connection. You know, definitely seem to have a little bit more chemistry than he and Ryan Tannehill did. Not to say Ryan Tannehill couldn't support him, but it obviously wasn't the ideal scenario for AJ Brown. Also, he dealt with some injuries. Nevertheless, I think absolutely start AJ Brown week one. He could be a top ten wide receiver out the gate. He could be, yeah. Um, I I didn't draft him in any leagues. I I didn't want to really want to take that risk. Um, he's 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 never really commanded like a high share of targets. That shouldn't change. I think Hurts is a, actually a good scheme fit for him because Hurts can throw a deep ball pretty well. But at the same time, I still kind of wanted to, you know, I didn't really want to like use a third round pick and like gamble like that. Uh, that being said, yeah, if you have AJ Brown, start him. Um, yeah, anybody else you want to uh, move on? You mentioned Adam Thielen. Yeah, no, let's talk about Adam Thielen with the going up against the Green Bay Packers this week. I think it's an interesting one. I think this is going to be one of the biggest opening tests for Justin Jefferson to see whether he will live up to the hype. That I, I'm surprised there can even be more hype around Justin Jefferson, but there somehow happens to be. Um, to see whether he can live up to the increased hype even that that the new offensive coordinator is supposed to bring to him. You know, I want to see, I'm curious to see if he's going to be the new Cooper Cup. And I think that'll be a large determinant of how Adam Thielen does this week. You know, I think whether Jefferson will see more red zone targets this year is a very big test. And to be honest, what I think is more likely to happen is for a week one game, Adam Thielen's just been Kirk Cousins' guy. It's an opening game. I feel like they're going to try to get as many people touchdowns as possible and not make it a one-guy show out the gate. So I think more likely than not, you'll see Adam Thielen get a touchdown that week or this week. But, you know, in terms of whether to actually start him, it depends on your bench because if you have anybody who can put up a higher floor – then Thielen, and that being like more than ten points, you know, I think it's worth a consideration. Uh, yeah, I say start Thielen this week. Uh, Justin Jefferson should draw the um, attention of Jair Alexander, who is a very strong lockdown cornerback. Um, as we kind of mentioned before, I think he's a very, very good cornerback. So uh, that could open up some more possibility for Adam Thielen to make some noise in Week One. Um, I think the Vikings are going to be good this year too. So. Yeah, I, uh, I'd say start. I'd say start Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen for this week. No, absolutely, and I know um, you, you've been curious about about your boy Chase Edmonds. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on what you think of him week one. Hmm. I'm I'm kind of leaning towards sitting him for week. It depends. Like, it, I think it depends on the team. I think he's. Right now, so I'm actually in this in the situation right now where I have uh, Amari Cooper, AJ Dillon, and uh, Chase Edmonds. I think I'm going to start AJ Dillon for sure. I think that's the other position, the flex position. I think I'm leaning a little bit more towards Cooper. Um, the New England Patriots have a, always have a very good defense. Bill Belichick's a great defensive coach. Uh, but you also you don't know how much. I also want to kind of see how much Chase Edmonds, how much work he's going to command to begin with. Um, I'm not – Amari Cooper's another guy actually kind of, I would like to talk about next, but um, I think Chase Edmonds, I'm leaning more towards sitting him just because it's a tough matchup on a new team um, with a bunch of other running back options. So I kind of want to see how that plays out 
first. Um, Amari Cooper, as I just mentioned, is another guy. I think I'm I I these I'm not super high on either one of them for week one, honestly. Um, I I love Amari Cooper in the long run purely because once Deshaun Watson comes back, he's gonna have like league winning upside. Um, but as of like as of now. I think Amari Cooper Panthers are a tougher match than they look like, than they look like. Uh they should, I think the Panthers are also getting JC Horn back from injury. Um, which should be interesting. I'm le- I'm I'm leaning more him over Edmonds purely because he is like the only receiver there. Um it should be a should be a pretty close matchup. Uh Brissett versus Baker. Brissett's got a better team around him, but Baker is a better quarterback. Um so yeah, I think I'm probably um I'm so I'm, I think I'd say like if you ha- if you're able to sit Cooper this week, I would probably lean more towards sitting Cooper. Um, yeah, yeah. What do you think about Cooper? Yeah, in terms of, well, in terms of both of those players, um, I think Chase Edmonds first and foremost. You know, um, going up against New England, yes, New England has a good defense. Yes, they are very good, but I really think that New England knows. Very, Bill Belichick knows about Tyree Kill. There's no secret in Fox about that. You know, I think Bill Belichick's going to be That's true. System around Tyree Kill. And so I think because of that, you're going to see Edmonds have a lot of opportunity to take those screen passes, to take certain dump off passes, to take certain checkdowns that Tyreek may otherwise have later in the season. You know, but I think this week could be a Chase Edmonds show. You know, could be. But see one, even two touchdowns from Edmonds this week, and so for that, no, honestly, I think start Edmonds over over Amari Cooper. I'm low on Amari Cooper until Deshaun Watson comes back. You don't honestly see dealing with Amari Cooper right now. Yeah, honestly, I, I might. Honestly, uh, you know, also, I mean, Carolina. I mentioned that they were like better than that you'd think against against receivers. Like they're actually like a top like eight team. Uh, yeah, they're, they're like uh, they're like at least last year they were ranked just below Cleveland and like number eight in terms of fantasy points allowed to wide receivers at like 20 points a game. Um, so that's a tough match. So that's, that's not a very easy matchup either. Honestly, um, Cooper is the only guy, so he's going to have like a guaranteed target share for sure. Uh, but yeah, as you mentioned before, yeah, his ceiling isn't going to like, might not be the best for a little bit, at least until we see Deshaun back on, out on the field. So yeah, like I think Cooper's more of a sit if you can. No, absolutely. But then that brings us to the last guy who I do think, you know, at least this week is, in my opinion, a start. And that's A.J. Dillon. I really think of the three guys that you're considering, you should have all people be starting A.J. Dillon. Oh, starting A.J. Dillon for sure. I think that he has the highest floor of those candidates. I think that him against Minnesota is going to be very interesting from a standpoint that I think there's a chance that he gets the goal line touches over Aaron Jones this week. And they feature him as yeah, a linebacker, whereas Aaron Jones may get some more receptions to boost his fantasy value for the week. But regardless, I don't believe that's out of the picture that AJ Dillon's going to get those goal line touches. And I think that that's just going to boost fantasy value a lot. Gives him um, more for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Vikings were not the best against running backs last year either. Uh, they were actually pretty weak against running backs. They they were they were vulnerable to guys to um rushing to um big rushing yards. So I think that AJ Dillon is a big time start this week. Uh, as high mm-hmm. as RB two. Um, and we could we could have a shootout here too. I think the Vikings. I think the Vikings are going to put up a very strong fight. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the game plays out. Um, so I think Aaron Jones is also a very, very strong start this week, obviously. But you're not you're not benching him either way. Uh, in terms of AJ Dillon, though, I think he's a full team ahead starter. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Who else do we have on this list right now? Um, so this is an interesting one that I actually I'm actually I also have him in a few leagues. I really I'm it's hard not to start him. I I think I'm leaning towards starting him in as many leagues as possible. Albert Okubuzdag. I can't. I can't. I can't don't don't try to pronounce it. I'm starting him. Albert I'm starting him. Albert Albert I'm starting him. He's he's the. He's a tight end one for Russell Wilson. Seattle was not great against tight ends last year. They're towards the back, towards the bottom of the league against tight ends last year. Fantasy points. Um, I'm I'm starting. I'd start as many Broncos players as you can this week. I Seattle's defense should not be very good. Um, they're gonna be bad. They were bad against running backs last year too. So Javante, Melvin Gordon, especially Javante, but Melvin Gordon can even be a sneaky play this week too. Um, so full full Broncos, full steam ahead on the Broncos this week. Broncos country, let's ride. Let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. No, I, I like agree. it. I think that it's a, it's a Russell Wilson revenge game. Like, are you, are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm not going to start any player on a Russell Wilson revenge tour. Like, no, you start everyone. I think Alberto included. On another week, maybe I wouldn't tell you to start Alberto, but this week, oh, for sure. I like Alberto, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I think how you funny! Know, I, I'm I'm just remembering the Peyton Manning seven touchdown game opener that one year, and I'm really thinking oh, that, yeah. that Russ is about to have the highest performance of any quarterback come week one. I'm really high. I can see that. I can see that. I like that. I can see it. Watch him. Watch him just like completely shit against shit the bed against Seattle. Watch like Geno Smith throw like five touchdown passes and like Seattle like routes Denver. That would be I'll really funny next week when we do our next. Episode. Oh no no it's it's not going to happen it's not going to happen but that would be hilarious if something like that did happen. Oh absolutely, that would, that would be really funny. Um, yeah absolutely. How about uh, who else we got? How about Elijah Mitchell this week? What do you think about him? Let's see who's Elijah. Mitchell? Eli Mitchell versus the Bears. Versus the good, Bears. Matchup. Bears. good matchup. It's a good matchup. Eli Mitchell, I think personally, I want to see how Trey Lance starts off before I commit to any San Francisco scheme. Kyle Shanahan does not care about fantasy football, plain and simple. So I don't really think that it's safe to say, oh, Eli Mitchell is going to get all the workload come week one. I don't think it's even fair to say that he's going to get 10 carries. He may not. And Trey Lance may Damn, run that's, a lot. That's aggressive. You know, I'm starting him. I would start him this week. I don't have him in too many leagues, but I would start him just purely because it's a great matchup against Chicago. Um, I know Kyle Shanahan in terms of like running back rooms is so annoying, but for, at the very least, for Week One, he should be a good play. He's it's kind of a similar boat to Miles Sanders, where it's a great matchup, shitty running back room. Although he's he should be the he's might be in a better situation at least for now, just purely because he. You can point more clearly at him being the starter for now. Shanahan does get very, very annoying with that. They also drafted a rookie in uh, Tyrion David Price. Um, so over the course of the season, I'm a, I'm a little bit worried about his how consistent he'll be. But for at least at the very least for Week One, I think he's a strong start. You know, now that I'm actually looking at his stats against Chicago, I would actually take back a little bit of what I said just because the last time he went at Chicago. He rushed 18 times for 137 yards and a touchdown amounting to 19.7 PPR points. 
Yeah, um, yeah. No, he's. I think he's gonna be good play this week. That, that was off zero receptions too. So he, he's also he also can definitely catch a few passes. I think. Um, yeah. No, I think you got my mind changed on this one. I'll, I'll give you, you that one. And I'll say that. You know, Eli Mitchell is a potential start. One thing that I'm looking at right now is a potential injury his injury concern. I see that he's questionable right now, so maybe that's something to to monitor. It's, it's so annoying. Uh, yeah, keep keep an eye on that, I guess. But assuming he plays, I haven't heard too much about that. It's actually the first I'm hearing of that. So assuming that's just minor, nothing, start him. Yep. Um, how about George Pickens versus the Bengals? What do you think about that? I think sit him. You have Trubisky playing. Yeah. Pickens was proven with Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett's not playing. It was announced or not announced, but hinted at on the Sealy's depth chart going into this week that Trubisky's number one, I think, even maybe today. No, Trubisky they they announced today, yeah. They announced it today. Um, they actually, I so saw, I, think, I saw, apparently Rudolph was like the QB2 until like today, and now Pickett's now QB2. So that's actually, I think it's a really good sign for season long, for, in terms of season-long fantasy value for Steelers receivers. Because Rudolph yeah. sucks. I hate, I, he sucks. And I so also, Pickett, I, I think we discussed when uh, at one point when Pickett was going to make his debut, and I think we yeah we, we aimed around weeks, a little bit anywhere between weeks three and five he'll start. Yeah, I think no yeah, doubt, for sure. but I, I'm not really all too surprised that Trubisky's starting right now. One thing I will say is yeah, it's, it's a good smart start. Pass on Najee because I was concerned with this scenario a little bit, and I took Austin Eckler over Najee. Now, I do think Trubisky starting will hurt Najee's value a little bit. I think the offense might struggle a little bit with Trubisky under center. Yeah. I was high on Najee, especially with Pickett coming about the mix. But yeah. Trubisky, I'm not all too certain about. Obviously, Najee's just a stud in general. But yeah. at least week one, I he, he makes his way from a very, very elite running, running back one in my perspective to maybe a mid range running back one. Yeah, fair enough. Low range run, running back. Fair one. enough. Yeah, I um I I agree with that completely. I think Najee, yeah, probably about like a mid they they have a tough, pretty tough match against the Bengals. Uh Bengals shut down even as guys as good as Derrick Henry last year in the playoffs. Um so I think yeah, I think Najee mid RB one to start to start off the year uh with potential to um really improve once Pickett comes on. But then again Let's go back to another Niners player. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, let's uh let's talk about Brandon Ayuk for a second. Let's talk about Brandon Ayuk. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's talk about Brandon Ayuk. That's a, that's a good one. Ayuk for a second. You know, I think that I think he's an absolute lock for Week One. I think Debo Samuel has wow. no connections with with Trey with Trey Lance thus far. Yes, Kyle Shanahan can put Debo Samuel in at whatever position he wants. Brandon Ayuk's been the guy who's had the chemistry with Trey Lance, and I really think you're going to see that emerge in Week One, right, right off the bat against Chicago. He has an 11.1 point projection currently in PPR. I think he's going to shatter it this week. I think this is the Brandon Ayuk week. This is going to be the Brandon Ayuk show, and I think that this is the first week on Week One. He's going to he's going to make his debut, and he's going to start his breakout. Yeah, I think I think he's a start for me too. Um, the Bears are not; they don't again. They don't have a good defense. Um, Trailers has a cannon arm. They lost. They lost like three of their four starters and their secretary or something. The only um, I'm concerned that Eddie Jackson's still there, but this this game is this game is it's, this is a Niners heavy favored game. Mm-hmm. I, 
it'd be a shock if the Bears are even competitive. Um, so for that reason, I think you could be um, if he can make some, he can make a splash early. So I think he's, I think he's a soft start a little bit, just because I still want to see it happen with Lance. Like, who knows? Maybe like Lance hasn't really played too much meaningful football before, so maybe he'll crash and burn. Um, so if you have if you have some guys ahead of him that are safer bets for week one, I would possibly consider keeping Ayuk on the bench. Um, I don't think I'm as, as confident as Pernay. But if you're a little if you have Ayuk on your team and you're like not sure about some of the guys, either your flex or uh, wide receiver two or three spot, Ayuk could be worth a dart throw. I'm, I'm not I'm not opposed to that. Okay, so let me ask you let me ask you the following question. I have Ayuk, Thielen, and Bateman on my team right now. And this was we we said start now for all of them. You said soft. You did say start now. Ayuk, but we said start now for all of them at this point. Between the three, who should I pick? How many And then I'll tell you where I'm thinking after. How many of them can you play? Well, I'm locked in on Cortland Sutton. Okay, fair Seattle. enough. I'm playing him. My running backs are Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, and Aaron Jones. Yeah, they're you're talking, you're, they're locked. Those are sick running backs. So. Yeah, you're playing them. It's three wide receivers, too. Yeah, I got two wide receivers. Two so wide receivers. It's only the last receiver spot that okay. I can decide between. Uh, safest bet is probably feeling most upside. Most upside might be. I want to say it might be Bateman, even. Because I also, you also kind of get the sense, like, if this Niners game, first of all, Trey Lance could just run the ball most of the game. So I, I would probably, out of those three, I'd probably leave Ayuk on the bench for now. Just because he could have a low floor. Like, he could, he could, he could totally have a low floor. Um, and his ceiling, if, if, it, like, if it is a blowout, um, you could see the Niners transition to more, to more of a rushing, uh, rushing heavy game. Like, you're not going to see a like a total shootout with, against the Chicago Bears. Um, so I would probably leave Ayuk on the bench. Um, I would probably I'd, – I'd probably play Thielen. I think because your running backs are pretty stacked. You have Cortland Sutton too. Uh, so I think you have – I think you just kind of want to take, like, the more clear path to points, which I think is Adam Thielen um, for week one. Uh, just because, like, you, if you – like. If you're if you're like favored to win a game, you don't want to like gamble on potentially potential uh, potentially bad performance. Um, I think Bateman has a strong floor too, though. So I think Bateman and Rathiel are both good calls. Yep, I was I was actually thinking about what what to do on this front. Right now, I have Adam Thielen as my starter. Really, that's just because he has the highest projection at like intimidating people before I make my actual decision on who to start. But uh, in terms of in terms of who I actually believe. I'm not sure if Thielen necessarily has the highest floor as his projection indicates. I think that, you know, it very well could just be the Justin Jefferson show come this week. And Dalvin okay. Cook, you know, I don't I think, think it could it, be the Jefferson, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, Cook could be a worry. I don't, I'm not too concerned. I think, I don't like, I, I think Justin Jefferson is a great talent, but he'll probably draw Jair Alexander a lot. Um, yeah, I understand that, but he's still just a he is star, really good you know, still that, too. Like he's like I'm not he's not, you're obviously not benching Justin Jefferson. So yeah, yeah maybe maybe Bateman. Like you, I don't think I think those, like I think either, either of those guys are thought, fun. That's where I thought Rashad Bateman would come into this mix. But to be honest, even with Bateman, I'm concerned about Sauce. So 
I don't. I'm, I think Sauce is less of a concern than. Um, I don't think they're going to turn him into like a full-on shutdown corner his first game in the in the NFL. Maybe maybe if he looks really good, I uh, couldn't tell. It's the, it's the Jets, man. I think I personally, I think the Ravens are going to roll through this team. I think Andrews is should be a clear tight end one this weekend. Um, yep. No, Sauce is listed as the number one cornerback on on the line. Okay, like that's that's fair. It makes sense. Uh, if you're worried about Sauce. I I don't even know who that is. Either way, I who? I don't that think he'll I don't think he'll shadow Bateman right now. Round pick. Um, so I don't, I don't think that's too much of a concern. I would say if you are worried about that, play Thielen. Otherwise, I would probably play. I guess that you're not on this Ayuk wave week one against Chicago. I'm not. I'm, I'm, the, Chicago. I'm, not, I'm not like off the Ayuk wave. Actually, I think it's a gamble for week one. Is it though against? I think a, it's a little bit of a gamble. Chicago team. Like, I. It's up to you, man. I, I, I would personally, I'd personally probably play Bateman. I think he has like the safest floor. I think as. I think he probably has the safest floor out of those guys. Um, uh, you could be a fun one for sure too, though. So like, I'm, I'm, I think they're all good. I think they're all reasonably good plays. I'm like, I'm, I don't think you can. I don't think like, I think it's difficult to make a wrong choice here. I think either way, the most important thing is that you kind of consider all your options out weigh out the pros versus cons. I think that they all have pretty strong pros. Um, I'm, I'm personally, I'm personally, I think the cons for Ayuk are a little too strong for me. If you're not worried about it, play Ayuk by all means. I'm not, I'm not gonna like prevent you from doing no. that. He's a, he's, he's a really, really very talented player. Has some very strong upside in the season, so um, I, I like Ayuk too. I uh, I would just personally go with Bateman for now in week one. No, that's fair. Uh, stay, hey, listeners, stay tuned for my decision on this front, and let's <laughs> see if I make the right decision on this front. Um, yeah, let's see. More to come sure. on that. So let's move on to a topic that's interesting right now, and that's which defenses to play week one. And I think. The defense that I'm most excited about playing week one happens to fall in line with the offense I'm most excited about fielding week one, and that's the Broncos defense. Broncos country. That's right. I think think through and through, Broncos is going to tear it up. I think Geno Smith definitely isn't the guy. I mean, nor is Drew Locke. So the fact that Geno Smith is a starter is, you know, okay. Maybe it supports DK Metcalf's value a little bit. Um Nevertheless, I don't think he's going to amount to anything. I think there's a good chance you see Patrick Sertain picking off Geno Smith or Sertain picking off Geno Smith on the first drive of the game. Straight. I think that I think really the Broncos defense is going to tear it up. I think they're going to keep the ball in Russ's hands as long as possible, and Russ is just going to tear it up. I think Broncos have a very strong chance of being the highest week one score this week. That's bold. I um I like the Broncos a lot too. I think they're a strong like last pick of the draft type deal because I don't think many people like they're going pretty reasonably undrafted. See, here's the thing with kind of what comes to defenses for me. Most people are picking like the Bills like as high as like the tenth, eleventh rounds, which is ridiculous. A because you can never really it's hard to predict how well a defense is gonna do. B because they're playing the Rams in week one. That's a they're playing the reigning Super Bowl champions right out of the gate, who added Allen Robinson, have like an insanely great receiver there, great quarterback, bringing Cam Akers. Cam Akers is now healthy. So when it comes to defenses, that's why my strategy is usually to 
do things like this and wait and stream based on based on matchups. So I one some guys uh, I'll, give, I'll give two defenses that I really like this week. The one that you might have to reach a little bit on in the draft, um, San Francisco 49ers, also the Ravens. Uh, Ravens, actually, I'll start with the Ravens. Ravens are probably playing Joe Flacco, it sounds like, week one. Um, and they're, I'll say that again, they're playing Joe Flacco week one. <laughs> That's all you need to know. They're a great defense. They're always well coached. Uh, so Ravens are a great, great stream for sure. On the other hand, 49ers are playing the Chicago Bears, who do not have a good offensive line. They have very few run, very few weapons in the receiving game. Cole Komet is still very unproven. Um, Fields to run the ball, sure, but like they're they sh- they're sh- they should be a strong bet to pick up a great number of sacks in that one, especially with how good their pass rush is. Nick Bosa is insane; like he's a freak of nature. So I think he can rack up a couple sacks as well. I, I mean, you remember like his Fields' first start; he got sacked like nine times. I don't like I don't see why that can. That why the Niners are like can't do that too. Uh, nine might be a reach, but like in, like just generally in terms of sack totals, I think they're gonna be really good. Uh, and then one more that I really like is the Miami Dolphins, who are also generally going undrafted. Uh, they were the defense for every year; they're disrespected. They were the defense for last year. They still return a lot of talent. Uh, Byron Jones, I think, might be injured. Uh, I'll double check on that, but um, either way. I, I'm not very high on the Patriots this year. Yeah, he's injured. Um, anyway, they're playing Mac Jones and the Patriots this week one. I, I'm not very high on that offense at all this season. They Miami Dolphins are good both at forcing sacks and turning the ball over, so I like Dolphins a lot. How about you? Um, anyone else you like? Um, well, to address a few of those points, I'm actually not high on Miami Dolphins against the Pats. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Oh, up no. front, I think Mac Jones is his stud. Um, and I think uh, Miami's not going to amount to. Uh, I just think Miami's not going to amount to anything more than seven points. I think the whole league's sleeping on Mac Jones, and he had one of the most. He had probably the most productive rookie season out of any of the rookies last year. So anybody thinking, oh, Zach Wilson's going to pop off, oh, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to break out, Justin Fields is going to do this, you know, uh, I think Mac Jones is going to open Week One at least as probably the best sophomore candidate for quarterback. I think because of that, Miami defense doesn't really have too much upside. I think people I think are sleeping like on him because he sucks. Six, seven points. I think people are sleeping on him because he sucks. He just—he's not that good of a quarterback. <laughs> he's carrying. He's, the he's no, carrying the, the team. Stuff, he beat the yeah. Bills last year by throwing three passes in that game. He got carried it's into the time. playoffs last year. There's, there's no question about that. Dude, the Dolphins the week 18 last year. The Dolphins defense put up 25 points against the. Uh, was it 25? Pat's offense is going to do well against Miami. Plain no, and simple. no. 19, sorry. They had two touchdowns against the Patriots last year. We have a healthy Damian Harris, a healthy Ramondre Stevenson, a healthy Damian Harris Park. is not that good. He's not that good. The Patriots offense. Who's he throwing the ball to, too? Devontae Parker. Nelson Devontae, Aguilar. Devontae Parker that just came from the Dolphins and got traded from the Dolphins because he was not good enough to be on the Dolphins. Talking about the Pats defense, we're talking about the Miami defense. No, we're talking about the Patriots offense here too, which includes a guy who wasn't exactly. even good enough to be on the team that he's facing. No, I'm high I, on the Dolphins this no week. What you're... I'm high on the Dolphins this week. Right, um, I think that one thing one we can both agree on is the t- Tennessee Titans. No, wait, hold on. I still have a couple of points to address. Okay, let's hear. Uh, it. Don't skip over. I have to. I have to look at your Ravens against the Jets. 
you know, sorry about you that. Also want right. to talk to, back to that. To performers, I think, uh, I think you got Michael Carter and Brees Hall going up against, you know, a Baltimore's a Baltimore defense. Yes, I do think Baltimore has great defense. I think it is going to be like a pretty safe pick to put against the Jets. I'm also just always low on the Jets in general, yeah. so I'll agree with you on that one. I think San Francisco defense against at Chicago. Yeah, I can see that also being a pretty decent matchup just because the Bears' offense is terrible. Um, right now, the yep. state of their offensive line. Not good. I, I don't know. It seems like they have, you know, deep. No, I'm not going to insult their offensive line too much. I'm just going to say I don't think it's very good. Um, you know, I think. Because of that, you may see Nick Bosa popping off, getting a few sacks, which, by the way, I think if anybody's in an IDP league right now, Nick absolutely great play Nick Bosa this week. I think that he's going to be a top three scorer this week. So for sure, I think the defense will benefit on that front. But regardless, I think you know it's an okay pick because Darnell Mooney will still put up points. Cole Komet's projected to have a breakout. So, you know, I think those two could still get touchdowns. David Montgomery's productive on the ground. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's questionable, you know, because I think uh, you know, Chicago could just surprise some people. Maybe they not. Could. They could. You know, I don't think they will. everybody, but I, I also don't really think they will, but I'm just pointing out the, the other side of the argument there, which is that they do still have some like potential studs on their roster, and I think they maybe could show their show those flashes week one. I think uh, here's the thing. I think Chicago's path to victory, if they're going to beat the 49ers, I don't think it's real, like reliant on their offense doing well. I think it's some reliant more reliant on Trey Lance sucking. Which I mean, like I we're, we're all hot, we're both high on very high on Lance, but the fact that they didn't trade away Jimmy G, leaves a little bit of cause for concern. So that means so I think that that's like the only way Chicago's really going to win the game is. Um, if Trey Lance is not that good, in which case the Niners' defense is still going to eat. So talking, I, I I think Lance is going to be really good this year. I think he's going to smoke Chicago. But the only way that the Niners don't win, I think, is if he doesn't kind of do really well against Chicago, is if he kind of sucks against Chicago. I think it's the only way they lose this game. So um, I think that either way, I think the Niners are a very, very safe pick this week um, in terms of defense. I think that they're probably my top-ranked defense this week. Yeah, no, that's incredibly valid. But moving on to, I think, uh, the defense that you're talking about, you wanted to talk about your Tennessee Titans, yeah? Let's talk about the Titans, yep. I think we can both agree that Giants, as Giants fans, I'm not too not too uh, happy with our off- state of our offense right now. Particularly the quarterback. I, I actually I actually disagree with you on that one. Just actually, probably should see what's going on. I think week one is the healthiest the Giants will ever be all season, so might as well field, field the defense week one. Or field the offense week one. I think we have a healthy Saquon Barkley. You don't know if that's lasting the season. I think we have a healthy Kadarius Tony, and we have a healthy Wandale. You know, great. Field them. They may pop off. I think week one's one of the few weeks where you may want to avoid playing a defense against the Giants offense because, you know, the only problem with the Giants offense is that they're always off the field. But at any given point when they're on when they're all on the field, I think you know, it could be a little bit scary. And I think Evan Neal is a beast. I think sure they that man is a behemoth of a human who can destroy anybody. 
put him across side Andrew Thomas, who already broke out last year, especially as a run blocker for Saquon this year. Now, I think it's really going to work out for them, at least as long as they stay healthy. Yeah, I that's true. They don't stay healthy usually. Um, it's true that they added Evan Neal. It's true that the Titans lost Harold Landry earlier, which is a big blow to their ability to get to the quarterback. That being said, I'm still in on the Titans defense for the for week one at least. I I just I think Daniel Jones sucks. Uh, he hasn't looked good at all this preseason. Still, I think like at the very worst, you're still getting like at the very worst, you're still getting like a five point defense. At best, you're getting double digits for sure. Um, Saquon could be a concern, sure, but I mean, is Kadarius Tony even going to play? Like, that's still up in the air. Um, I thought he was. Yeah, I guess, he's, I guess he's ready to play. Um, yeah, like, I guess he's ready to play, but even still, like, I just, I don't, I don't trust the Giants' upside. Giants' offense is just inherently capped upside because of their quarterback. So, if you're looking for like a kind of a safer play for Week One, I think the Titans are a pretty good play. Yeah, so update on that Kadarius injury. He's supposed he's expected to suit up week one according to Joe Shane or Will Wayne as I'd like to call him. And uh but he's still dealing with that right injury, so maybe there's a little bit of a target like cap on him. Maybe they limit his target share a little bit. Um regardless, I think they have all options expected to suit up. I think that's gonna confuse some defenses a little bit as to who they're gonna potentially throw the ball to. And please, if Danny Dime is ever going to break out for a season or a game, just please let it. I think be this out. is gonna be. I think this is gonna be a low scoring game, though. I think. I think if you're if you're a sports better, I don't know what the line is on the over under, but under is probably a good bet. Uh, Ryan Tannehill also is going to struggle to find receivers to use. Um, Derrick Henry might just kill somebody this week. <laughs> um, I. Really, I think Derrick Henry might kill somebody might commit murder on the football field at some point. Um, anyway, I yeah, I think you bring up another point. I think it could be. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. Regardless, I I caution. I I'd personally caution against starting the the Titans. Defense. I would not caution against um, starting the Titans. I'm defense, not particularly but... too high on them. <laughs> all right, all right. I I think that uh, any other uh, defenses you like this week? I think that uh, they're just better um. Looking at the matchups, I mean, Commanders against Jacksonville if Chase Young's healthy. But yeah, I don't think he's healthy. I don't think he's ready, don't think he's to, ready go to go. Week one. Yeah, that's a big, I don't think so. I think it's a big loss. I, I agree with that. I think, that's, I think that's like the key reason that I would also stay away from the Commanders. Also, uh, Jags have a brand new coaching staff. You can't possibly be worse than you did last year, right? So... Um. Yeah, I would. On paper, it's a good matchup for the Commanders, but I would. I. I don't think I would. Just. I don't think I would take them just yet. I think I like some of the other options we have to talk about more. Yep, I would agree with that. Now, you know, maybe if you want to say Chargers defense against the Raiders, if you just think that like studs on studs will like amount to the defense. I don't like the Chargers defense off. at all. I think they're gonna hold them out of the playoffs this year. Yeah, I, I'd also say that's valid. Um, I'd maybe say New Orleans against the Falcons. Possibly. New Orleans finished as a top five defense no, that's sure. last year, from my understanding. And they're going up against Atlanta. Marcus Mariota, and their only receiver out the gate 
who's healthy, I think, is Kyle Pitts, essentially, because I'm not sure that Drake London's ready. He should be ready for week one, I believe. Um, um, but, yeah, Saints, here's the, problem. the problem with the Saints is that they are the second most rostered defense, at least on ESPN. So getting them could be a struggle. But if you have, if you manage to draft the Saints, uh, good for you. You have a strong week one start, for sure. No, absolutely. But, yeah. I, I think that's about it on my defensive players. All right, sounds great. Uh, any other uh, any other stars you want to talk about, or should we uh, should we wrap it up? I think we can wrap it up. All right, there. sounds good. Uh, a couple more things that I want to say really quickly in preparation for Week One. Uh, for those of you that are new or even that season fantasy players, um, this is just the first week of the season. Some of your players are not going to do well. Some of them are going to do very well. Some of them might get hurt. Uh, Whatever it is, don't overreact to week one. Make sure that whenever you're making a decision in terms of waiver wires or trades or starting sit, just outweigh the pros and the cons. And at the end of the day, um, you, you might hear a million different things from a million different people. Uh, so all I can really say is just trust your gut, um, follow what you think's best, and just hope for the best. Yeah, no, absolutely. And with that, I will start Adam Thielen. <laughs> Go for it. I like it, buddy. All right. Thank you guys for listening. See you next time. Yep.